guys the order for questions. Oh, never mind. I can't say any of that because we're live now. All right. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Not much, Hello. man. This is Babe Talk with Jin War. We have Brandon with us tonight. Hello. <laughs> we have a new cast member. We got Lincoln joining the group. What's up, you guys? We have our always favorite, Eric. Hello. And our sometimes favorite, Tony. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah. All right, so we start off every show by asking, how's everyone's day? Uh, I'll start. Once, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah, everyone's good now. Everyone's good. I uh, drove up to uh, New York City, and I saw Of Mice and Men on Off-Broadway with uh, James Franco and Chris O'Dowd. That was sick. Really? Yeah. Chris O'Dowd the I, I Irish guy? Huh? What's I, that? I didn't know it, it, was a, it was a Broadway play. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, it's not a musical. It's very dark, and it's surprisingly funny. The book wasn't very funny, but uh, you know, the rendition was pretty funny. Chris O'Dowell was Lenny, and he was very good Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Like the actual of Mice and Men. Yeah, not oh. the band. <laughs> yeah, like where they the guy in the back of the head. That Mice and Men, not not the metalcore band. Franco, lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's that shitty band called Of Mice and Men. That yeah, band, that's a band that exists. Um, no, I'm talking about the Broadway play. I would pay a lot of money though to see J. James Franco perform in Of Mice and Men, like the band. That would be pretty cool if you could actually rock out with them. I I don't know his musical skill level, but that would be pretty cool. I don't I don't think anybody should rock out with that band. <laughs> <laughs> Have you received any inappropriate text messages from James Franco tonight since you've seen the show, or no? No, but uh, I saw, like, dorks lining up to, like, run to get a picture with him. Dorks. And, and this was his face in every single one of them. You should look it up. Look up the hashtag of Mice and Men, uh, James Franco, stuff like that. Every single fan photo, his face is like this. <laughs> 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 um, oh, that's that's great. How's your day? Well, my day was easy. I had spent all day editing my boss's wet website, but um, it was fun. So that was my, my day. But Eric, what about your day? Uh, I worked for 12 hours, and then uh, I had a business dinner in D.C., so I was late. I'm glad we started late, though, so that's nice. And uh, so boring day, but getting better. There you go. <laughs> oh. This is just water. Uh, I have a lion's head. I haven't had lion's head before, but it's going to be a fun test. Lincoln, what about you? How was your day? Pretty good, man. Uh, spent a full eight-hour workday getting some social media stuff together at work, making some novelty parody t-shirts, printing those guys out. Yeah, came home doing some freelance work before we went over here working on some new stuff for Dream Studio Guitars and doing the new logo for uh, Picnic Basket Nosedive, which is a pop-punk band out of Scotland that you guys should check oh, yeah, out. That's uh, yeah, I know them. Been a fun design day. So, but it's good. Good. And the drink of the night is Arizona Watermelon. Can't go wrong. Uh, Snack of the night is a sandwich bag full of Laffy Taffies. We <laughs> 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 have leftover... Tacos. Um, I just finished my popcorn, which I had, but I guess I lost it. I'm a pig. I have no idea what I did with it. <laughs> but Tony, what about you? What was your day like? Hey, well, my day was going pretty well, but 
to keep in theme with the drinks and everything. It was going really well until I came home and I discovered some Kool-Aid. Because usually you'd be excited about Kool-Aid, right? You get home, you just see like this brand new pitcher of Kool-Aid. You find some macaroni and cheese left over on the stove. It's a good day, right? So oh, totally. This, I, I think it's pink lemonade. That's what I thought it was. I pour this pink lemonade, maybe strawberry kiwi Kool-Aid, waiting for a surprise, and I drink it. And the surprise is not the flavor, but the surprise is me being reminded that I was raised with white people. And, and <laughs> <laughs> not enough sugar. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Oh, you had water. You didn't have Kool-Aid. You had water. Like, this was the glass that was in. There's nothing left. I thought there was going to be, but um, I forgot I drank it all. But it was like some... <laughs> It was some pink lemonade. Now I don't think. You, now I legitimately water. think you forgot you live with white people. I think you just <laughs> legitimately forget. <laughs> I that was, that was a joke like, at all. Like, like, you don't live in a black household. How in the world could you get excited over Kool Aid? Well, I mean, but I know Tony's like it's, it's like some type of ethnicity, so I'll, like that kind of gives him a pass. But I guess not really. <laughs> it's in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> in my veins. Well, it's funny because like I I seen a lot of my my friends um here how they they make Kool Aid and I literally had a friend that went in um I saw him making Kool Aid he's like oh he wants some Kool Aid I'm like of course and he takes out his sugar thing um and then gets a, the scoop he like looks for a specific scoop and then just starts you know dipping out and then like measures it completely and I'm like watching him and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like science. What are, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just making cool. You have to you have to put the exact amount of sugar. And I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? He's like, well, how do you make Kool-Aid? So I literally just like kind of shoot him aside, and I <laughs> kindly dumped like half of the th half of the sugar into. He's like, that's too much. I'm like, no, you haven't had the the right Kool-Aid before. And then I and then he was impressed. He was like, oh my god, I've never had Kool-Aid taste this sweet before. It tastes it, it tastes good. I'm like, yeah. Just blew that guy's know. mind. Just changed changed his life for him. I did, I did. When, when you show someone some good Kool-Aid, you change their life completely. Doing the I Lord's just, work, man. I this just is the longest you're... Laffy Taffy I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> well, do you have the, the fun-sized ones? Or do you have, like, the regular-sized ones? Yeah, let me tell you something you about, how, about how not fun unraveling fucking Laffy <laughs> Especially in the summer. Dude, any time. It's terrible, always. But yeah, I get summer. Yeah. Cause, cause, I'm like, going I can in for number two. Dude, what's behind you in your house? Why do you have like knights in shining armor? I'm in the dungeon. Ah. <laughs> it's a very modern couch for a dungeon. Hold on, are those like pure twenty-one suits of armor, or do oh, you guys? No, have, those like, are real suits of armor. Those are actual suits of armor. What of it? <laughs> That's awesome. What of it? They start moving. <laughs> now, see, if they started moving, though, that would be absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I'm waiting for my grand finale. That's groovy. <laughs> so what candy does anyone eat, though? Like, I, I've, I've seen that as I grow older, I really don't grow all that excited over candy anymore. Bag of Laffy Taffy's. Where, where, where'd you get that from? Well, I went to the store and I got a box of sandwiches. <laughs> and ordered a large bag of Laffy Taffy. And another time, I got this vat filled with taffy. 
I'm like, what am I going to do with all this taffy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I called up Willy Wonka, and he's like, yeah, I'll take that taffy. <laughs> so he just sends me, sarcastically, goes out of his way to send me a half a ton of Laffy Taffy fun-sized things <laughs> every single week for the past four years. So I've just been buying sandwich bags to try and contain it. Laffy <laughs> Taffy. It's it's like you're like running a trap. It's like, it's like most people would just get like small sandwich bags and put put like dope or like weed in it. You just show up and be like, "Yo, I need some bags again, man." And be like, "What are you doing?" And be like, "I got too much taffy. I need to get rid of something. I got to push this taffy." <laughs> yeah, I got way too much taffy. I feel like nothing this is else holds them. To hide that this is Halloween candy. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried moving, but he just but he replaces all of my furniture from the moving truck with Laffy Taffy. So I open it up and I'm like, Oh, time to get a start on moving. I just get buried in Laffy Taffy. I need the Pablo Escobar of Laffy Taffy. Oh my god, Willie Freeway I hate Laffy Taffy. I never wanna eat another Laffy Taffy. My entire life. I was gonna say, if I never a, eat another Laffy Taffy, it'll be too soon. That's such an off-brand candy. Do you have like a safe of Necco wafers somewhere back there? <laughs> <laughs> I have some Jolt Cola in my fridge. I love, I love Jolt Cola. That was some good I've stuff. I've never seen them in stores, and I've kind of wanted them. I've had Jolt Gum. Hard to find, man. All that weird, obscure stuff. Our Albertsons down here carries it. I can find all kinds of weird off-brand sodas, generic candies, nice. weird like chocolate milk that's unpasteurized and stuff like that. You can get all the weird stuff at Albertsons. I've gotten Jolt from there a couple times. It's good stuff, but it's definitely hard to find. you got to search for it. I don't, I don't know if even, in Canada, milk comes in bags. Yeah, I know that. It does. <laughs> that's even weirder. Like, like, I would never understand why you would put milk in bags. No, it makes so sense. Like it totally makes sense. Yeah, it makes how sense. else are you gonna carry it? No, because like right? no, no. You're just you're just, you're just pro bag. You're just pro bag. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> I'm pretty pro sandwich bag. Grand <laughs> <laughs> is pro bag. Tell us your thoughts on grocery bags. All right, listen. <laughs> Reusable grocery bags ruining the industry. <laughs> of course. You know how many. All right, listen. Okay. <laughs> We tackle the hard-hitting issues here. What else? <laughs> babe, 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 talk. What else are people using plastic bags for? Well, I, it's, it, well, I mean, like, happy. if you move around, around your house, you never know when you're going to need a plastic bag. Yeah, Target bags are exactly. the most Exactly. Where do you get them? Where do you get them? Where? Like, you can't just go to the bag store and be like, I want all these bags. <laughs> <laughs> you get them from checking in from the grocery store. Okay. That's actually very I'm accurate. I'm not going to use a reusable yeah. grocery bag as a trash bag. Okay, I'm not just gonna be able to grab casually two reusable grocery bag things from my back seat while I'm driving, so I can throw up in it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's I need very a plastic cool. bag for that. Wait, plastic mm -hmm. bag. Do you know how funny you are, or are you just this is just you? Well, I'm on my third Laffy Taffy, so I'm pretty sugar high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chase, it was unreal. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. I don't so, 
Um, in the news today, I guess I'll just segue. Um, apparently, Ron Howard is going. It has, has been greenlit to do a Beatles documentary. Uh, yeah. The porn star, the baseball player, or the director? <laughs> director. <laughs> but it feels a put a because it's authorized, so you don't know what's going to happen next. Because there might be a Ron, Ron Howard. Porn, wait, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard. Yeah, it's Ron Howard, red-haired guy. Yeah, yeah, the, the red-haired guy. The narrator, yeah. Wait, no, the porn star Ron Howard doesn't have red hair. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's Ron not Jeremy. Not on his head. No, Ron Jeremy is his own person. Ron Jeremy. I didn't know they were two different people. Ron well, I mean, Jeremy is like a sexed-up Danny DeVito. He's like an orb. That's a good comparison. <laughs> wow, you've ruined one of my heroes. I'm yeah, so I know. <laughs> Danny Is DeVito. Danny DeVito? Or? Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Actually, no. I've seen Ron Jeremy in like some. I forget what t- TV appearances he's been on, but he's like on TV like. He's all been on a lot. You know that song <laughs> yeah, uh, by Doomtree, Bangarang. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I yeah. think that's him in that video. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I gotta go back and rewatch that now. Watch it. Interesting. I Somebody's already it. on it. I never hear people talk about Doomtree enough. I don't know them. You know, they're, they're, they're not great. You know. I mean, they're they're not the greatest thing out there, but they're they're a good example of hip hop and punk kind of coming together. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not warped at all, but they, they, fit, they fit in the scene, you know? Like, POS did Warped, um, I want to say in 2009. Shit. But... <laughs> 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 Laffy are too much, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But how do you guys feel about the um, influx of biopics of artists nowadays? Because we have the um, Andrew 3000, Andrew, um, Andre 3000, Andrew from Outcast, yeah. he's going to be doing um, Black Eye Guitar, Hendrix, he's going to be yeah. doing Hendrix. Hendrix, that's right. There's going to be another one with um, James, James Brown's going to be coming out later this year. Yep. Yeah, I just now, saw Huh? Uh, I just saw a trailer for that today. Yes, Oliver. Yeah. Oliver, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Biopics and 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 the recent influx of them. Like, is there a real reason to start to showcase them? Because I feel as if like well, we have too many coming out at one time, we're going to be giving a I, shit about like way too many people. Exactly. Like, it's, it's starting to feel like a time. Well, if you notice, a lot of like a lot of when a lot of movies come out around the same topic or same type, it's usually because there was one that's really hyped up, and then a lot of these studios they usually bank movies. Like exactly. most movies are are a couple years old, um, and they'll bank movies like uh, Jonah Hill did this movie called The Sitter, like years before he got famous, famous. Oh, yeah. And they put it out the second. The Sitter came out like last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really banked it. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. They banked it. They never released it. They filmed it. It was all done. They waited until he had gotten uh, okay, and they put it out. Okay. So a lot of times they'll wait until there's like a hyped up picture. I'm assuming the the James Brown one is the one that that's that's spearheading these. And so they're kind of just throwing as many. Uh, and the the other theory is that people because of pirating, uh, people uh, who are putting all the money into making movies. 
uh, because a movie will cost you know anywhere from twenty to a couple hundred million dollars to make. But every single movie you see, a good marketing campaign costs like two hundred million. So what they're trying to do is make movies that you would actively want to go see in the theater as opposed to at home. So you got big budget action movies. And then you got these, I, this is my theory, these musical movies where you want to hear the big sound system, you see all the lights. Like uh, the movies about music where they can showcase musical performances are really, really good for theater. And they think that, the, I think they think they'll drive that people into the theaters. But, but seeing, like, I, I feel as if, like, there's just, it's, I mean, think about it like, in the last few years. There hasn't been like any biopics, and even though like like a, a studio would want to be like, okay, we have one coming out. It's, it would be the prime time to put out this one or that one, or, or shelf one movies. Be like, it's just not the right time for it. But I've, my train of I've, thought just I've, totally derailed. No, I, I, I lost my entire train of thought. <laughs> Probably because like I didn't have like that great of a point to go along with anyway. I like your shirt. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Jin Jin works. Got the other day. What? You like that A and R rep meets with the band and wears all their shit. You're like, hey, oh, what's your shirt? I got my Jin War tat like right right here, man. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. Dude, <laughs> the restaurant I went to tonight, I was dressed just like all the waiters. Black dress pants and like a blue button up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Good job. I don't go anywhere that fancy. I don't ever have to worry about looking like a waiter unless I go to like Fridays and I wear all black. <laughs> you wear your flair when you go out to eat. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, like I'm pretty sure they wear like all the flair to have like all the buttons and everything. And they're yeah, just exactly. like, hey. Exactly. Yeah, just have like, I would love to work at Chachkis. Is that what it is? In office space? Pretty much. Chachkis? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to work there. Before, but what's that restaurant you went to with all the crazy shit on the walls? Oh, shenanigans! <laughs> shenanigans! Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, they're awful. Like, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I had to work at somewhere like, like that. Yeah, well, I would do it just because I feel like it'd be funny. Brandon, we talk. Yes, I'm wearing a gym war shirt. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I got it. I got it on um Friday night. Went Sunday. I got Sunday night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. True. Because I put an order in, but and yeah, fuck it, doesn't matter. I got it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> who's by the way, real quick, whose speakers are super loud? I got headphones Testing. in. I got headphones. Yeah, if you don't have headphones, somebody's speakers on. Yeah. Everything's echoing. Headphones. Oh, that's probably me. It might be me. I don't have headphones. It's all but I have, my, I, I have like a professional like mic hooked up, so I don't think it's me. But I'll put headphones oh, on. Well, it's right. whatever you're if, if it is me, I'll go grab headphones. I'll find some. I'll scavenge the wolf. I'm sorry, I don't have any right now. <laughs> all right, here. Let's just test it. How's it sound now? Um, no, I think it's definitely your fault. Because I oh, think nice. the echo's gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, the no, echo's so pretty much gone. You're the best host ever. Oh, no, whatever. up with the Laffy Taffy. Holy shit. <laughs> Too much Laffy Taffy. <laughs> Did you just eat, like, six of them? I'm high off Laffy Taffy's. I no, can't. Cool. <laughs> what? 
Wait, hold on, hold on. Someone asked, wasn't people... No, nope. people you may know nope. of a nope. Mice and Men nope. cover nope. band? No, 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 no. I have a story. I have a story yeah? to tell. Yeah, tell do you? Tell it, Biggie Smalls. Yes. Okay. So here it goes. <laughs> I'm trying to speed round through this Laffy Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm just like, this is going to be such a train wreck with this Laffy Taffy and trying to talk. This is the worst. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's so funny. No, it's hysterical. He's hyping up in bad freestyle. Like, all right. Yeah. Here I go. Mm. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You know who I was listening to, and I realized he was probably like one, because, like, I saw a documentary on Vice about Chief Keef, and I wanted to... um, Hear his music to see like if it was like like as in as as much as an effect on people like the documentary says say it was, and literally the entire time it was just like, <laughs> and I'm trying to listen. I'm like, I don't think he's saying words. Like like I know there were a lot of rappers that aren't you know able to really form sentences, but yeah. Chief, I don't think it was like forming any Jersey words. J. That, was that guy is garbage. Yes, agreed completely. All right, so Brandon, what, what, what was your story? Okay, the story goes. Uh... <laughs> He's just hyping it. So, I was. Um... Oh, okay. Here's the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, I got I got out of work and I was walking to like the bodega to get like a bag of chips or something. I was on break, and. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this guy that I work with. He's like in his 60s, and uh, he was sitting out on his porch, and he lives behind my work. And he, um, and I was like, I was like, hey, his name's Walt, and uh, I was like, what are you doing? And he said he was he was sitting on his porch until he was hungry enough to go to the Tropicana buffet. He was <laughs> sitting on his porch actively getting hungry so that he could leave to go to the buffet. How old was he? He's in his 60s. He's sitting on the porch by himself. It's a good life. Growing a hunger. Cultivating a hunger. Yeah, yeah. He was like actively trying to get hungry so he could go to the buffet at the casino. I mean, I guess there's nothing really more to do when you're old. I'm judging myself. No, I do that. I do that, though. Like, if I have a day off, I'll sit around until about, like, yeah. three, and I'll get hungry. I'll text my friend. I'll be like, do you want to go to Denny's? And then we'll get breakfast food in the middle of the afternoon. But that's only because I've had such a lazy day the whole time. I'm like, I need to, I need to get food. I should probably eat. And I think, nah, we'll just wait. You'll get hungrier. You can do this. And like, I get his thought process. It's really boring, and it's really sad. But, but do like seniors also get a discount at the Tropicana? No, uh, people who gamble you said that definitively. Uh, a lot. <laughs> they don't give discounts to nobody unless they spend a ton of money. Wow. See, I didn't know that. See, I thought it was like a buffet. They would have like a oh, like an old people special, but I guess not. <laughs> don't like people. Do you go to that? Do you go to the casino like a, a lot? Uh, it's like hey, you spent. What? Do you go to the casino a lot? What did you say? I called you a Jerseyite. No. No, you don't? That's not what I am. You're the only other person I'm, I know I'm that a... says Jerseyite. 
Oh, I, I sorry, was just sorry. saying a stupid word that sounded dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the, the official term for Jersey kids or Jersey people in general or Jersey lights. No one else think, thinks so, but it's official. That's like somebody who like, moves to New Jersey after they're 22. And Jersey light. Jersey light. Oh, <laughs> oh, good. I thought that bombed. Fuck. I was like, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> well, no, it's weird because I've always thought the word to sound like an Israelite, so I'm just like, Jerusalemite, Israelite. I never really thought of it. Israelite. That's like, you're Jewish. You're Jewish? That one bombed. That would be more and more New York than <laughs> really New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're questioning oh, New that Jersey. <laughs> so, Eric made up a stupid word about Jersey, and it turned out to be the real thing about Jersey. <laughs> Do you see the coincidence here? That's exactly what just happened. The coincidence <laughs> that Jersey is dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who said New Jersey is dumb? Tony. I'm pretty Tony sure it was Tony. Tony. It was Tony Peppers. From Tony's Florida. Tony Jersey. Peppers. The only people who... No. I disagree. Tell him, Brandon. I've never I been disagree. to Jersey. I just... Okay, like, so, oh, how can, so how can you say that? <laughs> the only thing you probably know about New Jersey is the Jersey Shore, and none of those people are actually from New Jersey. The other thing you probably only about know about New Jersey is that no. we all love Bruce Springsteen, and who wouldn't? Because he's a true American. What are you? <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn right. Damn right. Yo, Thank Sam, you. Preach, Sammy, Sammy Sweetheart yeah. is from Hazlitt, New Jersey. Come on. Mm-hmm. A lot oh. of great things are from New Jersey, including every great band that ever was. So continue. Speaking I mean, of New Jersey bands, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, listen to this. Listen to this. I'll get. I'll, I'll play you. I'll play you a game, Tony. You name me any band, and I will name you their better New Jersey counterpart. Name Florida. Hey, Tony. Name Florida bands. That's where you're from. Oh, right? this is oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, Florida, well, New Jersey, Florida, Florida, no problem. All right, here right. we go. I mean, it's getting real. Florida versus Jersey state band off. Um, you go first. All right, I'm going to keep it basic. Um, a day to remember is from Florida. Okay, saves a day is from Florida. New Jersey. All right. Um, oh, oh, all right, we got one point. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Before you're allowed to say Midtown, <laughs> you have to name Coco Starship along with it. You have to take the good with the bad. I want to oh, throw that out. I'll take that, dude. They're famous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that Snakes on a Plane song is nuts, though. Yeah, Tell dude, me. they were on the fucking radio, like the country yeah. radio. Like the national radio. What? 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 what did you listen your to? Bands? What did Wait, you listen to? You got Jimmy go, go, Buffett. Go. Okay. Tony, don't get caught up. This is a sick game. Do it. Who else? Give us Florida. I'll, I'll give you Florida's if you want them. Give us oh, Florida. Yeah. Give me one. Just one at a time. I mean, we have Under Oath. Okay, we had. Had whatever. All right, hold on. I'm trying to think of something like really comparable, but better. <laughs> Say Springsteen again. Oh, I could whip that out anytime I want. I'm, I'm saving my wild. Having card. Springsteen's like a second dick. <laughs> <laughs> whip that out. And, uh, uh, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. I dug a hole I didn't really want to dig. I just wanted to mess with Holly. <laughs> no, that's okay, because I know if I can get past this hump, I know you don't have much else on me. He's got, they got one more, one more big one, I'm telling you. Okay, hold on. Oh, I have a real one. has got it. My boy's got it. More, got my boy. band. There's three more big uh, Florida ones I can think of. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know. We. I guess... Uh, 
No, it's not. It's know? not the same. I'm trying to think of something like very similar to Under Oath, but not quite. Just say another big, bigger band. Okay. It maybe starts with man and ends with <laughs> another. No. No. Shut up, shut up, Eric. <laughs> Eric shut, shut, shut the fuck up, Eric. Go, go, home. Eric. You're. Oh. We got hidden in plain view. There you go. You got. All right. Um. We have. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We move. have um. Hold on. Can I say Pitbull? We have the Sugar Hill Gang. We have less yeah. than. Wait, days. no shit. What's the Sugar Hill Gang from Jersey? Yeah, we have Streetlight Manifesto and. Fuck. Uh, I don't remember. You oh, and that yellow card up your sleeve, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. True. Anti flag or not anti flag? Yeah, my bad. But, uh, against me. Yo. Hold on, hold on, man. We have um, we have Danzig and Ozzy Osbourne and Queen Latifah and Bruce Willis. True, yeah. I am not the person to talk to about Florida bands. Can we call like Simona or Glenn? That's why I was interrupting you. <laughs> no, oh no, Tony, Tony, oh no. You open up the can, can of worms. Brandon, give got, me, give me more. You, your ass. Give me we, more. We have Vayara. Who? They're pretty cool. Who? They're not. They're not super significant, but they're a pretty rad band. All right, super significant. Not. Significant but sweet band. I don't know any band I mention right now in that category. I'll just insult probably. <laughs> <laughs> so so wait, you guys don't like Man Overboard? Is that what I'm? I like Man Overboard. I think Man no, Overboard. I'm not, is sweet. I, I, I'll I was playing play Man Overboard earlier. Huh? I think. I think human. I like, I like Man Overboard. And then like half of Real Talk was good. Yeah, um, I can agree with Tony. Yeah, Did I ever, Heart Attack kind of self-titled had maybe like two or three good songs on it. I still can't get into self-titled whatsoever. It's all about real talk and highlight real. And actually the first one I have gotten into. I don't know if you heard me, but I had a real beef with Zach. I just. I think the their songwriting gets really juvenile sometimes, and not even like Blink One Eighty Two, like I want to fuck a dog in the ass, juvenile. Just like that's just good song. I'm writing a poem in third grade, juvenile. Like that's how bad it is sometimes. Yeah, that's just an opinion. No, I like the music of it. Yeah. Did you oh, have pretty good musicianship? Or am I good? Okay, so, like, I'm sorry about slamming on I, I totally just, like, glitched out for, like, a good minute. Wait, wait, wait. So, I, I tried to say this three times. I don't know if anybody heard me. You guys know I had a real back-and-forth beef with Zach for Man Overboard, right? Really? Was it on yeah. the internet? Yeah, oh, of course. Then it what, doesn't what count, happened? man. But it still works for the story. <laughs> Come on, Eric. We need the story now, man. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear. Let's hear about Zach. This is the most ridiculous thing. Like, whatever. We fought. A, we we argued with each other on the internet about our dogs. <laughs> so really. <laughs> so so there was this competition. So my wife comes home one day, and she's like, "Oh, you know our doggy daycare." 
you got this competition online, all their like centers across the country. You can win a whole year of free doggy daycare, which is <laughs> Jesus Christ, laughing taffy much. Um, <laughs> and you're just my screen this whole time. I don't know how you ate that so loud that it just popped. Up. <laughs> so so she's like, so you go online. Um, she even referred to it as it's like your little warp tour battle of the bands. It's like, and people go on and vote for like the dogs, and the dog with the most votes gets like um. Whatever, like gets gets a free free camp for a year, and like the the dog gets like the front page of this calendar that the dog center's playing, whatever. So I um at this point I was pretty active in DPP, right? And so she told me you should post on that pop punk thing you always post on uh, to get some more votes. And I was like, well, I'm in a local band. Maybe there's like ten people who give a shit and they vote, but I feel like that's scummy to like use being in a band to get people to try to get us free dog care when other people, everyone else in this competition is just like a normal person who's asking their friends and family. Um, so then a few days go by and uh, I get tagged in this post on DPP um, from a friend of mine uh, who, who knew I was in that like competition with the dog. Mm-hmm. And the DPP post was Zach posting from his like girlfriend's account saying, hey, can you guys vote for my dog to win this competition? <laughs> it was the same competition. <laughs> so, nice. So I write, and you know how they do it in DPP. The bands, they post one thing, can you give us money, can you do this, whatever, and then they never post again. Um, yeah. And so this is like hundreds of posts in, so I just post. I didn't. I, one, I didn't think he was going to read it. Two, I didn't think this was that bad. I just said... Like and I was tagged, so I said LOL, and I thought it would be tacky if I did it with my local band to try to get votes. And so then Zach responds, "Listen, you little freak boy. <laughs> if you gave a shit enough about your dog, you'd do anything for whatever." And like, and he's like, my dog suffers from separation anxiety, and I'm away a lot, and so so I'm just trying to do a nice thing. And I said, wow. I said, "Whoa, easy, dude." I just, I, 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 I don't even know what, I think I like getting some shit too. And he's like, hey man, relax, it's not a big deal. And I said, okay, whatever, and that was the end of it. Um, and so both of our dogs, neither of them won, but both of our dogs are in the calendar on the same month. Like my dog's right here and his dog's right here. So next time they do like an autograph signing at Warp Tour, I'm going to see if I can get him to sign the calendar. Oh Dude. my god, that would not be fantastic. Like, because this is just, that was just a weird interaction. I don't know what he was thinking at the time, or if maybe I said something and it was just in, he was in a bad place. I don't fucking know. I'm not holding it against him. Zach is just like a but, giant, like goofy kid. Well, I met yeah. him. I met him in I guess it had been 2010, like early 2010, at this show. Like they opened up for my friend's band in this small venue in Baltimore. And I remember my friends going, "Yeah, that band was really good, but I think there's something's up with that singer." Like some, just a little, li- little off, little off. Good musician, little off. That's that's all. So I didn't think much of it, but yeah, that's my story. I thought that would be interesting. Nice. That's hysterical. I've never ever seen a type of reaction or. That's just a beautiful story. I mean, this dude's probably used to people shitting on him on Twitter all day long, because that's what people do on Twitter. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, "Let's squash this troll before he does." <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of. I have a lot of sympathy for people who are successful and deal with social media at the same time, because that that's got to suck all the. Oh, dude, world. it is rough. I I had a. We're not going to discuss who it was, but I recently had a um person now I'm handling social media for, and they had some type of event that 
was in the public eye and people did not agree with any of the decisions that they had made publicly and they were uh-huh. subjected to just so much harassment. It was so bad. Like they attacked like some of the people that owned the the business that they had like personally for like no reason at all. That's pretty like hard. people that it didn't even affect. They were just like laying into to this this company. I was like, oh my god. I'll Is never understand is? why people get kicked out of just like berating people. Dude, you can tell us if it was falling in reverse, man. We all, we all got it. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a confidentiality agreement. I'm trying to defend Ronnie as much as I can. Defend Ronnie. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> defend Ronnie. Not, we cannot talk, uh, about Ronnie can talk about Ronnie. Because Ronnie will show up. Ronnie like, will show up and Ronnie will He'll, he'll show up like Pompo did last week. He'll just appear in this little box. Pompo show up. He'll challenge us to a rap battle. I'll, oh I'll win. God. Pompo I'll showed win. up last week out of nowhere. It was so nuts. That's awesome. Well, I love that guy. Where's Ronnie Red from? Where is he from? Is he from Jersey? I'm pretty sure he's shut from up, Tony. Tony, shut the fuck up. He's <laughs> from, from Jersey. No, where is he from? Lifetime from? is from New Jersey. I thought what Lifetime is? was. Oh no, that's not Google. Never mind. Where is Ronnie from? This is like a Google case. Hell, right now. he's from hell. It just makes no sense. Did you guys see see the video of him at, at Camden that he tried to challenge us? <gasps> that kid challenge? with the sign. Oh no, yeah. but I'm gonna watch it tonight. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was a video of, of a kid holding up a sign saying, Ronnie, come fight me. Literally, it said, Ronnie, come fight me. Held up the sign. Ronnie was like, yeah. oh, hey, little pussy, come over here. And then the kid came over, mm-hmm. went over the, the barricade, <coughs> and then all the security guys like were standing around him because Ronnie like came down and said, like, what? Do something. And there were like seven security guys like literally holding this kid back. The kid wasn't even doing anything. And then Ronnie goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And they went back on stage. And like all the girls were like, yeah. Right, here's the problem with metalcore. Metalcore being really popular. Metalcore us... is awesome. What you guys are talking about is hair metalcore. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> Glamcore. So here we go. Here's here's why it's awful. The popularity is awful. Because we now live in a world where security cards protect Ronnie Radke anti-fans and beat the shit out of Parker Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. I did not like seeing Parker get punched in the face. That sucked. It was he nice to go. Oh, go. he was he like tapped. Parker was like tapped yeah. in the face. It was it was definitely a good move on his part to go out and defend that fan. Like their guitarist just I was impressed. He Dude, just chucks he, his guitar into the air. He's like, nope, fuck it. Yeah, he he, he said fuck this, and he he was he was just about as down to beat down a security guard as much as Parker was. Yeah. I'm not even lying. You what, Tony? I never even saw what happened because I was just—it was like Parker Cannon hit the security guard, and then I would scroll. <laughs> Parker Cannon hit the security guard, and then I would scroll. Parker Cannon, my baby. Oh, I hope he's not hurt. Oh, he—he's the dreamiest. The I'm only thing that happened was like, security guard. Your name? A security guard just got like like too pissed and like pushed the kid down like like down down and security guards yeah. like like this big muffy muffy um muscular <laughs> muffy kind of dude <laughs> so muffy shut up shut up Eric. <laughs> he, yeah he was like this, this muffy character like like this big buff guy and he like shut the kid down, down and Parker just happened to to look down and the guitarist at the same same time guitarist was about down to beat him down and then Parker actually yeah. went down to go like like a start like a shoving match with him. Yep. And then, then once Parker went to swing, the security guard, I believe, punched him in the face, and then everyone mm-hmm. like jumped around and everything like like that. Do are you? But are when I'm, you guys, sorry, go on. 
it, it just doesn't make all that much sense that security would be that unprofessional. Because like they're used, they're they're security people, so they're they're trained to take care of literally what buck yeah. twenty white kids jumping over a, a fence. Buck twenty. Yeah. <laughs> but, like seriously, they're all like fifteen-year-olds. You don't need to shove a kid down. No. But for big festivals, I know they're hiring outside people too. You I've heard about too many incidents like that. It's not. It's not something we should accept, but I don't think we should really be surprised when security messes up either. Because I mean, this this has gone on forever. I mean, this is. Like, it, it needs to be changed. I mean, it'd be cool to be able to be surprised when security messes up, but, I mean, it's just a fact of the matter is that... But that's not messing up, though. That, that's security guards are basically cops, and you should never trust a cop. Have you, have you guys seen... Have you guys seen... I think it's on YouTube. There's a documentary called Bouncer, and it has security guys, bouncers, all that stuff, and it's just, like, a documentary, like, following them around at their jobs, and a fair amount of them... Some of them are good, but a fair amount of them really are, like... If I'm going to be honest, I like cracking heads. That's why I took this job. Every once in a while I get to crack some heads, and <coughs> a lot of them I fail. Mean, I don't that's, see, that's, that, that's horseshit. Have bald heads and goatees. Exactly, yeah. Or like, and, and big tattoos and like inches of muscle. Try it. Tribal. <laughs> Pretty much. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I would understand taking a job to personify your, your strength and your macho-ness but to take it out any job. See, you can do that with any job. You can become a nightclub bouncer. You can become a security guard at a club. But to go be a Radio that. Shack attendant. Hi, welcome to Radio Shack. How may I attend you? <laughs> <laughs> or at women's clothing stores. Like, hello, ladies. Can I interest you in some dry underwear? Compared to pre-moist underwear. That I like how joke. you hold wait. I like how you offered them dry underwear and then you winked to make sure you knew they needed dry underwear. <laughs> yeah. By the way, were you popular in high school? Me? No. No, really? I didn't have any friends. <laughs> you like, what? I, I had like two. You remind me of like the dude in the punk clique in high school who was like the coolest guy. Yeah. I was definitely not the coolest guy, I'll tell you that much. Did you not have the beard? Is that what happened? I'm I'm pulling up a picture for you. Hold on. Ooh. It's bad. Brandon, what school did, did you go, go to? I went to eat. Well, I moved out off the island, uh, like, before freshman year. So oh, I went okay. to EHT. This gotcha, is a picture gotcha. of me in high school. That was freshman year. Oh, man, all your hair went to your chin. God damn. Oh, look at the little baba. That was me. Is that Chase from Zoe 101? <laughs> I never saw that show. Oh, no joke. Britney Spears' now. sister, right? Britney Spears' what? little sister? Yeah, no. the one that got no. knocked up. What? What? Yeah, 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 never mind. I don't uh, Here, hold on. Okay, what, what time is it? We are like an hour into oh, this. Sure. We have not gotten to any of the interview yet. Um, <laughs> Tony, do you have a story? Do I have a story? Yeah, because I'm out of beer, so I'm going to be like two minutes. So you need to tell a story while I go get another beer, and then we can interview Brandon. to host? Um, I mean, uh, well, three, two, one. Here you go. Okay. All right. So, hey, what's up? What's um, up, Tony? 
I'm on the spot, and I'm trying to think of a really cool story. But, Tell us uh, a story that involves Alan. Let's hear an Alan story. Who's and Alan? Alan? Who's Alan? All right. So, oh, man, I have a really good one, but I can't tell it. I'm oh, so mad no. story. All right, whatever. Who's um, Alan? Alan, um, he's our he's our friend. He he used to do this sometimes. Um, basically, Alan moves bees a lot. Alan, like, he'll go to farms and stuff, and he'll, like, I don't know what he does, but he harvests bees or something. Is he responsible <laughs> for that crash on I-95? I don't Eventually. know, but a meth lab blew up next to his house, so that's a thing. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I can't really... I that's can't a really... story. A month ago, a giant 18-wheeler filled with live angry bees crashed on, on I-95, and, everyone, and then the news headline, it said, like, uh... Cargo 18-wheeler carrying bees crashes on I-95. Uh, stay away from area, colon, swarming bees. <laughs> Wait, is this a real story? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I look saw it, it up. I'm, I am going to look it up. It happened by us. It went viral. I saw that. That looked real gnarly. I wouldn't want to be within, like, a three-mile radius of that. That sounds yeah. awful. I don't know. I think if swarming like bees, a, I wouldn't either. No. Anyways, there's uh, no. I can't even talk about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm really mad because realize that 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 you now can't tell the backstory to it, right? All right. So there's this beehive group. There's a summer oh, camp group, and I can't do it, Tony. Because once I talk about it, it ruins it. But no, okay, <laughs> fine. Here, ready? All right. So it's time no, for the no, interview. I'll, I am saving. I'll, I am saving I'll, this group. I'll, I'll, no. No, we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to. Like, I've already asked. Like, if we spill the beans about this, then the whole thing you is spill ruined. The, like, wait, wait. If you spill the no, beans about it. No, you're not spilling the beans. We are doing no, spill the beans. There are no beans to spill. There are no spill beans, beans. Just beans. Just beans. There are no spill beans, beans to spill. God. Eric, you're done. Eric, I'm going to keep you on a permanent mute. I swear to God, I'm going to kick you out. That's punny. No more puns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more pun in you and you're done. Hey, I'm, cle I'm very cleaver. I'm sharp. Oh. Alright, wait, wait, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Cleavers aren't that sharp. <laughs> Cleavers Yo, aren't that sharp. You wanna do a Maryland versus Jersey band off? Well you win with Streetlight, fuck it. I'll I'll <laughs> win the Maryland versus the yeah yeah. We got all time low. <laughs> uh, <in> Charlotte. Okay. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> most credible of the uh, pop punk genre. Oh and uh the classy, classy guys in uh, whatever that band is that just broke up. I don't give a shit. Dangerous Summer. Dangerous Summer broke up? Okay. Yeah, Dangerous well, Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah never, mind, never mind. Yeah, I knew that. Our bass is in high school with AJ. Oh, wait. Oh, I remember because they had the, um, what was it? Zach's getting, getting that defamation of character lawsuit now. Yeah, he is. Didn't isn't that? I mean, it's not gonna. It's, it's gonna be thrown out, or it's, it, if if oh, if, yeah. if it even if even if it gets the court, which it won't. It won't. It definitely won't. So that right, that so, whole drama. Ugh. So we're gonna now move on to the interview part of tonight. Brandon, we've all kind of prepared questions or not. We're just, we might just do it on the fly. 
Um, guys, I'm going to give the order on Bayhead, which is going to go. We'll go me, Tony. You're going to say it out loud. Just... <laughs> me, me, Tony, me, Eric, and then let um, me take Lincoln. over. How about that? <laughs> How's it going? It's going to go me, Tony, Eric, and then you, Lincoln. All right. Good. All right. Just remind cool. each of us when our time comes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Brandon, you guys have um, been together for how long in Jim Moore? Um, we've been together since, I'm going to say, real late August, real early September of uh, 2013. And then we didn't release music until, like, two months ago. Now, was that just, like, getting your music together? Was that in preparation of something bigger, or...? What, the the, uh, the time gap? Yeah. Oh, no, it was just, uh, you know, getting everything together. We had, like, a bunch of songs, and we just wanted to, um, like, take the time to let them all really sink in and then pick whatever ones, like, fit the best with each other and, like, sonically sounded cool, like, grouped in, like, a little group. So you made an album, not just, like, a collection of songs, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all has a... All the lyrics, it has, like, a... Um, there's, like, themes throughout it, and I, I don't want to make it sound, like, lame or anything like that, but, like, it all does tie in with each other, and there's different, uh, like, musical things that happen throughout, like, each song, even though it's only four songs long. So... Did you guys record a bunch of songs, or did you only record the ones that you knew, like, we're going to go on this? Uh, we only, we don't want to, we don't have, like, a ton of money and stuff like that, or time, okay. so we want to make sure that we're sure with what we're doing before we go out and do it. Um, so we knew what songs were going to be uh, on it whenever we went to go record. Recording took about like a month and a half, two months, just various trips, not really any consecutive days. Um, yeah. But, yeah. All right, yeah. Eric? You good, Tony? Yeah. No, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't sure. I wanted to know you had a follow-up. I interrupt a lot. I don't know if you guys can tell after three episodes. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I, so, dude, I'm fascinated by the Jersey scene. Uh, a lot of really great bands seem to be coming out of there, and it seems like every time I play with a band and I kind of walk away with that, being like, that band was great. I look them up, and it's like, oh, from Jersey. So I want to know, like, um, of the bands you've been playing with up there, what are some of the ones uh, that are your favorites or the ones you've uh, really connected with? Um, uh, hmm. I got, like, um, like, friends bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, been hanging out with uh, Merit and Life Without a Jacket. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Back and Forth is a cool band from New Jersey. Um, keep This Close, Talk Radio. There's a lot that are uh, just from this area alone. There's just a lot of bands. Lincoln. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
by process of elimination. <laughs> uh, I noticed that you guys just opened for uh, Listener and 68 on uh, their tour in support of 68's new awesome LP that just dropped. Uh, I've been a big Dan Smith fan for a long time. Seems to be a really, really eccentric dude. Uh, same with Josh Scroggin. Uh, both guys seem to be a little, little out there. Um, really good musical influences. Uh, how was it like uh, playing with those guys? Are they a good bunch of dudes to play with? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind um, I didn't like go out of my way to like talk to them or nothing too much. But uh, they seem like they're uh, like cool people. They put on a really good show, and uh, all those guys like clearly just know what they're doing, and uh, it's really cool. It was like cool to see a band that it's got their own thing going on. They know how to do it, and they're doing it. So it was awesome. Nice. Did they just? All right. Now speaking about. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> for the for the listener show, did um did they like offer it to you guys, or were they just like looking for a local band to fill in, and you guys hit them up? No, my um my. Good friend Paul helps run a, a thing we have down here called 1787 Collective that brings a lot of shows to Atlantic City. And um, he got offered the tour or took the tour or something like that because Listener had played Boneyard uh, last year, and it was cool. Yeah. And so either they emailed him about coming back or he emailed them. Uh, he just texted me and he said, do you want to play with listener on a on this date? And I said, okay. Well, and then it happened, <laughs> just like that. Um, I have a bad habit of putting like my favorite musicians on pedestals, and Dan Smith is definitely like one of those guys. So I saw like the Facebook event about you guys playing with listener, and I was just like, oh shit, that's really rad. So I don't know, maybe in my head I've been hyping this up as a way bigger show than you guys played. <laughs> but no, 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 that's awesome. There was a lot of lot of people there. I didn't know um, how big listener was when I, before Until that, that the other night. night. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Because that, that, so. that night had a, had a lot of people over at the, the Boneyard. We, you know, out of, out of all the shows, like, Paul's been, been drawing a, a great crowd to, to the Boneyard, but that was definitely one of the... Yeah, he's the, been the, doing a good job. Yeah, he's been doing a great, great job, but that was, like, one of the biggest crowds I've seen at the Bo, Bo Boneyard this, this season. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, I've yeah. Boneyard, like, once or twice, but <laughs> I'm bad. But anyway, anyway, so let's <laughs> not talk about my lack of... Um, what I was going to say was that speaking of people that know what they're doing, you had you guys have gone. Um, you were of course in Coming Clean, your old pop punk band. And you were in Coming Clean. Had... Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, sorry, sorry, You went from Coming Clean to You went from disbanding from Coming Clean to going to Gin War and having such a solid fan base. How how does one go from Starting from from like nothing to becoming a whole new sound and getting a great amount of people, then going on tour and then and then putting out a new EP. That's that that that's doing fairly well as well. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. Um, and I don't claim to like know what I'm doing. I just like uh, 
I have like plans in my head that I think will work, and then we'll see if they do or not. Uh, so it was uh, to answer to like go ahead with your question from earlier about the time gap. It was uh, it was a lot of that planning, just um, you know outlines and things like that. Like whenever we do release it. Um, like, what do we want to have, like, right away music is out? Because when music is out, um, I feel like it has a pretty specific sound uniquely to us. It's not, like, all, you know, just, like, look how original this is. But it's, uh, I feel like it definitely stands away from a lot that's out there right now. And so once people hear it, uh, if you're going to like it, you're going to like it in the first, like, ten seconds to listen to if you don't like it you don't like it you know so as long as people can hear it that's the goal so what can you do to make people want to hear it more so or hear it in the first place so you play shows and when you play shows obviously people hear you um and there's like opportunities for everybody you just gotta take advantage of them like that radio 104.5 thing that we just did we played on the radio and that's like a huge market. Philadelphia is in like the top five markets in the whole country. So mm-hmm. that was playing everywhere. That's so cool for alternative. More earballs, and anyone can do it. You know, just you gotta put forth the effort. Everyone wants to be famous. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was Kevin Hart for you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually don't understand Ke- Kevin Hart. He's five foot, and I'm six one. I have a hard time hearing people that's under five five. <laughs> Dude, do you really? So no, Tony, no. I don't. Really, know. I don't whatever. So I'll let you guys. Ha- I'll hash this out <laughs> before I tell my Kevin Hart story. <laughs> oh no! You can tell the Kevin Hart story. No, I just have. What? No, it doesn't. I. This is. So I'm I'm like a hipster by accident in that most of my stories start with oh yeah I saw that guy before he was famous but that happened that's um, actually very true now that uh, I understand <laughs> but uh, but regardless of me meeting Kevin Hart um, the uh, Kevin Hart uh, and Aziz Ansari are two comedians that got really big around the same time Kevin Hart is obviously far eclipsed Aziz however that was they both got very famous very fast and they both have very differing views and they've even been on podcasts together where they kind of argue the views that Aziz is very much like no don't do your marketing fuck the fuck that you get your act good and you keep putting it out there and you're going to make it Kevin is a guy who like he was known as Lil Kev for the first 10 years of his career i bet his friends don't call him that anymore but he um <laughs> He went and uh, uh, what he what he would do at every single show, even if it was an open mic. He had his people go around the whole room and get as many email addresses as they possibly could from every single person in attendance, which is unheard of in comedy. Fans do that sometimes, but it's unheard of in comedy. And he developed this huge mailing list, which was something that helped him get to where he was to oh, get wow. his quality stuff. And yeah, he was like That's the hardest working comic for the longest time, which is why I am not surprised that he is as famous as he is right now. That dude, yeah, he was, he's for been famous as fuck for like ten years. He was in like the third scary movie. He is in a ton oh, of he stuff. Oh, he was tenth build in the third scary movie. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, I'm talking as famous now, selling out stadiums across the world. Like he was in movies, yeah, yeah, and TV yeah. shows. Yeah, and, and he's actually doing fairly yeah. well for himself. He he went from comic to producer, and yep. not that much time too. Yeah, yeah. And not like 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 Will Smith having your own show, then having like a main actor producer credit. Yeah, he did Madison Garden, right? Like a producer producer. Yeah, that was his last special. Was was, was MSG. Yeah, not he was like, I don't know, I don't want to sound stupid and talk about things I don't know about, so I'm just throwing that disclaimer out there. But he was like one of the first comedians to do that too, right? Uh, I know Steve Martin did. He was like the the big one that did that, and then plenty of played played Madison Square Garden, like sold out Madison oh. Square Garden. Uh, uh, like and then Dane, Dane Cook did, and now Kevin Hart. I think those are the only three who've sold it out just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sold out Madison Square, I think. Huh? Eddie Murphy had sold out Madison Square. Did he? I I'm not sure. The, the the Delirious show, I think, was a sellout. Was that it? Oh, it was Delirious? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, Delirious was at Madison Square. I don't know if it cool. was sold out, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I, I would imagine it was. They would. It's if it's a special, they're gonna fill the seats. Like they're not gonna. I mean, I'm also a big Eddie Murphy fan, so I might just be defending yeah. him for him. So. Well, Eddie Murphy is <laughs> unbelievable. Like that guy's so. Oh, she's so fucking good. But anyway, back, 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 back yeah. here. We totally just got sidetracked. Tony. Comedians. Sorry. I like comedians. Who's your favorite comedian? That's a big question. I really <laughs> like Tom Cotter. <laughs> I really it? like Adam Ferrara. I really like Brian Regan. Oh, you like the clean guys. Tom Cotter's not clean. I meant Brian Regan. I didn't hear the first one. Brian Regan's got one of the funniest jokes I ever heard of in my entire life. He goes... You know, what I don't get in this world is sometimes I'll be driving on the highway and I see two log trucks pass each other. <laughs> you got logs over here. Like, if you have logs, and if you have logs, you'd think one phone call would save a lot of trouble. Brian's <laughs> fucking unreal good. And Tom Cotter is just banger full of one-liners. Like, uh... Uh, do prosthetic limbs cost an arm and a leg? Uh, if Pinocchio had a cocaine problem and he lied about it, would that only make it worse? You know? Just chock full of one-liners. You know. That's They're actually all really good. funny. Yeah, it is really funny. He's a funny guy. You're very aggressive with the things you're recommending. I really am <laughs> funny. That's why I laughed. Answer. I mean, I kind of expected, like, a fuck-around answer. Like, when he was like, oh, that's a big question. I expected... <laughs> no, 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 shit was real. I expected no, like, real comedian things. Yeah, but... I'm all substance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we went from Laffy Taffy, Laffy Taffy, Laffy Taffy to, oh, let's talk about jokes. Yeah, okay, I never no. want to eat another Laffy Taffy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he unwraps another. Nope. <laughs> Are, are you a genius? I doubt it. <laughs> this is... You're, on, you're operating on another level, dude. The fact that you did that Laffy Taffy callback. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in awe of you. Alright. On my tombstone, just have them right. My name's Eric. My tombstone. 
No, no, no. I figured you were going to say, never mind. I figured you were going to quote me about you. And I figured you were grasping for my name. She's like, who the fuck Eric, is that? Eric, you're really a nobody, don't you? <laughs> have them right. That's we'll those... have done literally anything for $15. <laughs> That's my life credo that I live by. No, on your tombstone, they should just take the joke from the last Laffy Taffy you ate and just put that on there. But see, if, if we're talking $15, I'm pissed because I gave you 20 to be on here. You Quick. paid me? <laughs> Laffy Taffy. How do you think I'm wearing... Why do you think I'm wearing this shirt? I'm buried in this shit. <laughs> Wonka, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You know why they had to discontinue the Wonka bars? Why? Because he used all of the Wonka bars to fill my house, so I would come home to a house full of Wonka bars. Are you just like doing an hour right now? You just just doing your stand up? Mm. <laughs> I can do my stand up if you want. No. Start up. Start off. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's go with more questions. All right. Tony, you got one? Um, <laughs> I like how you can see the screen light up in your eyes while you try to do some <laughs> Tony just, like, shat a brick. Tony, was, did you forget it was your turn? I mean... Tony, I, I, I saw the glasses and just, like, the, sheer, the, the fear that just, like... <laughs> It's like, remember to take your not-dying pill today. Fuck. Um, I've had too many. I feel really bad. I feel really, I feel really douchey. I don't have any... I don't have one right now. Can you do some um, quick math okay. for me? How many Laffy Taffies would $15 buy? Um, I don't know. I've literally never had to ever buy Laffy Taffies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been this past hour. It's a great... <laughs> what kind of... Brandon, I love you. <laughs> I don't know if you thought that was a joke or something. I have these guys... This is my door behind me. I have these guys Guards. guarding it so no Laffy Taffy's come in. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Eric, you have know, a question? Man. I don't know. Uh, oh, things are f flying all over the screen. Um... I thought I already asked my comedians. Shit. Um, I mean, I have another one in, in case. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I remember, Brandon, that you're actually very passionate about, about music. When did you actually find yourself developing a want to start to go on stage and, and make, make music and encourage others to make music, too? Um, well, at a very young age, I... Um, I was like, well, it's like very young. It was like actually, all right. As I was being born, the doctors like I couldn't get out of the vagina, so they had to lube it up with music cream, and it just stuck to my skin my whole life. And then it didn't. Sir, I'm just kidding, man. I'm fucking with you. That didn't actually happen. <laughs> um, I'm just mesmerized by your storytelling. It's just beautiful. Yeah, because my next question yeah, was going to be, um, how much did they charge your mother for the music cream? Uh, music cream was on the house. $15. <laughs> music cream was on the house. Um, it was 
No, there was a bodega on top of the hospital. I was <laughs> so it was literally on the house. Person? I had to go. My mom had to go there while she was in labor and buy. <laughs> All right, no, these are stupid answers. Uh, <laughs> Didn't you ask us for more questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like I'm, I said there's stupid out. answers. Not questions. All right, I was uh, I guess I was, I yeah, guess I was like uh, twelve years old. My, I was like twelve years old. My parents bought me a guitar. I really wanted a drum set, and they bought me a guitar. I was like, what the fuck do I do with this? And then um, I had some like older friends show me some cool bands, and then it, and then I just let music ruin my life after that. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> If it weren't for music, I'd probably be a decently happy person. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for music, I'd be successful. My parents would not be disappointed. That's cool. Well, I could give a shit about that, you know? Yeah. Doing my own thing. I feel that. Definitely feel that. Yeah. Um, so you guys got a drummer now. So. Yeah. It's Porker. Yeah, how's, how's that going? It's a oh, you don't you guys don't know who Porker is. Um no, Porker I, I, Porker's awesome. He's uh I, we grew up with uh on a small island together and um we were never friends but we had a lot of mutual friends. And then uh it wasn't until like after school that we um like hung out sometimes and stuff like that, just around. He's in bands. He's in that band Life Without Jacket too, and uh, yeah. they're playing with I Am the Avalanche at Boneyard. This oh, that's sick. Oh, that's that's coming up soon. Hmm. Wait, what is that? Yeah, that band is awesome. Also, I Am the Avalanche. Yeah, they played the Boneyard a few times. They played them last year. Um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, coming clean's like second. That was coming clean's last boneyard show. Oh yeah, I was bugging you guys as to when you were going to play your last show. That that was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, how is it playing um, a farewell show? Because I remember you you got um... <laughs> Sean, shut up. Um, you seem very, very pa- passionate about telling others to go out and maybe make music during that last show. That was one of the the last things that that you said um, during that show was, if you enjoy making music, go out and do it. Um, why do you think it's important for everyone to continue to make music? Because because it's not like everyone is able to do it, but you certainly did encourage other people to go out and do it if you enjoy it. I had no idea that I did that, <laughs> but. <laughs> See, I became yeah. a Coming Clean Clean fan like way too fast and in such a short period of time that I kind of analyzed everything that happened between that. I, I that's awesome. And then you guys uh, died, so it doesn't even matter. I saw the single tear rolled out, rolled out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like the, the band's done, so it's like. <laughs> Senpai noticed me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a way to condense that question into like, like a? Why do you encourage no people to, to to make music? How? Why? Why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Because you know, 
if no one plays music, then it's boring. You know, yeah, more man. or less. Like, uh, I wish I wish all of my friends that could play music were in bands, so shows could be awesome. You know, now the next the next question that, that I have for you, especially with saying that not a lot of kids um playing bands, especially around around the area, there was a huge stigma about the Jersey scene, seeing as that um there weren't a lot of bands that that the scene was slowly dying. Um, and now we have a a, a abundance of bands that are playing in the South Jersey area, um, closer to Philly, around this area. Do you see an upswing in the Jersey scene finally becoming popular? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it always goes between generations, you know. Uh, people are into whatever they're into, and uh, they don't Pass it on to the younger generation, and it's it all sounds so stupid, but it, it's like it's true, you know. If uh, if you don't take the time to show, if you don't take the time to like, um, I don't know, except someone who's interested in it, and you just make fun of them instead. It's so easy to do it, and uh, they'll never go to a show again. Maybe you know if it's enough, if it happens enough. So it, maybe people are getting nicer. Or maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, you're absolutely right. I've seen the number of cycles of that happening. Like you're you're exactly right. That's why I think elitism is a huge problem in a lot of music scenes because you end up just fucking yourself in the long run. Seriously? Yeah. It's so confusing to me. I don't I don't understand the point of it because you see the people who like are like oh no hey like you have to get involved you have to do the scene, like, like you have to make the scene alive, but then you get the people who say that, and then at the same time are like, oh no, that's so stupid, you don't really like that band, you're just going to their show just because you heard someone else was doing it, you're just doing it to look cool, no, I'm doing it because this is the same shit you were just preaching about just the other day, or you get the people who are like, oh man, fight to keep the scene alive, and then all they do is talk shit about every person who's in the crowd, like, and it's, no, it's so You're bad. bringing so many people to mind. <laughs> like it's so, oh my god, it's it's so obnoxious. I don't, I don't yeah. get it. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, especially I see, I see it the most with like defend pop punk bands because you'll see it. They'll be like, oh hey, my band's playing this show, and then someone will be like, oh yeah, I'm going to it, and then later you'll see that same person promoting their show shit talking that same kid who was really excited to go to that show you know mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah no I, I get you and it does happen and every and yeah every, we're all just dorks is what yeah, it is pretty much we're mm-hmm. all just dorks we're all dorks trying to find a niche in the world so, uh, while I'm on that no. thought, though, congratulations for not being a douche. You guys actually, Denmore has a pretty, pretty nice, pretty approachable social media presence. I think I even tweeted about you guys the other day about how you guys actually like take the time to be like, oh hey, someone tweeted about us. Let's respond. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Be a person with, with Penamento also. That was awesome. Yeah. I saw that. Um, yeah, because. 
Uh, like I said, what did I say? <laughs> I've had too many Laffy Taffies. It happened. We've all been there. It's late. I had a big day now, today. If, if I if I had another question, um, yeah, yeah, no, keep pop, going. Coming from the pop punk genre of coming clean to this new type of um, lo-fi kind 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 of sound. Where do you find your lyrical tra- transition being? Like, how how do you go from being like a power pop punk band to like a nice kind of easy type of rock band? Um, I, know what call, I think if you, I think if you, I think if you read through, um, you can definitely see that it's pretty similar. It's still pretty much the same. Goes off of um, like a basic idea behind writing it except with uh gin more everything's a lot more vague i guess it's like uh like you don't want to just come out and say what you mean because that's boring you gotta make it all confusing (laughs) you know authors do it all the time like some authors will just uh They'll flesh out a book of what they want to get out and the message that they want to get across, and they just go back and change lines so it makes it confusing. Or they'll just delete a whole page for no reason. Just, you know, weird, weird like, shit like that. Weird shit like that. Across, but you want them to work for it? Uh, not necessarily. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't even have to get a point across, you know? Um, okay. you can watch you can watch like a movie a thousand times and get a thousand different things of it. And like you can debate with people on the internet for hours of a movie what you think is something like the movie meant this and they think the movie meant that, you know? But um So it's just left for interpretation. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can and the cool thing about that is uh you can let it make you feel however it makes you feel, and you can understand it however you want to understand it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just a, it's it's cool, it's fun. Dig it. Mhm. But yeah, they all all the songs do have an intended meaning. It's not just gibberish. <laughs> like it, it does have an intended meaning, the whole time. but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the meaning is after that. Like once it's out there, and once you listen to it, like I can tell you a million times what something is actually about. But if you hear it one way, you hear it one way. You know. I feel that. I, d- I get it. Yeah, that's a really hard way to to go in between rewriting lyrics. Whether it's because you want to be it's like it's almost and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you've experienced this in your songwriting, but it's like you want to be unique and distinct enough to tell a good story that people haven't heard a million times, but at the same time you don't want it to be so specific that nobody but you relates to it. So you mm-hmm. kinda wanna make it more I don't want to say vague because that's a shitty that sounds like it's not as hard work because it's such hard work, but it's almost like you want to make it more vague so that it at least applies to people, but it's still interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that comes that can uh like that problem can be solved with just uh like the substance of it, like the content itself. Like if it's a uh take that song uh that's out right now, Magic, you know? Oh, rude? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a, a subject that hasn't really been tackled before in pop no. music ever. So one of the reasons like, why I dig those, it. Yeah, those lyrics aren't like you know out of this world amazing. You get it after the first time you listen to it. You know exactly. But but it's a but that song's awesome. Like the lyrics are awesome because of like their content. And, like it's it's just like, it's a cool story and it's different and it's fresh and original. Exactly. And, um, yeah, and it pops at you because you haven't heard it a million times. So, um, I don't know. That's one end of the spectrum. So you just take. You don't have to. You don't have to write around the bush with a uh, topic that hasn't been used before. Or you can take something every day and really plain and just uh, write it from a different perspective that you would like not that you wouldn't. No, you know. I feel that, that makes sense. I, I stumble over a lot of stuff. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying most of the time. <laughs> I stumble over lights. I said I stumble over life, so it's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at at this point, I think we're gonna play one of your songs, and then we'll okay. go on. All right, so you guys have put out a, would you say, an, an EP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, 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 it's an EP. Half of a good, good plan um, came out about how long ago? Uh, I'm not sure. I think like two or three months. And, it, and, it's, and it's still solid. You guys are still getting a good amount of plays off it uh, from your band camp. It's on there as well, right? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to end up playing... Wink from this, if you give me a second, I'm going to set up a thing here. Okay. Half of a good plan. And we're going to showcase Wink. That had that that so far is my favorite song, and also Lincoln's, I believe, right? Yep, that is very very correct. That is my favorite song of the EP. It rocks. I dig That's it. That's awesome. Definitely Thank one you. one of the the favorite Welcome. songs that I had enjoyed when you guys have played last week, and we're gonna play this for everyone to hear. Okay. Everyone else on mute though. Thank you. 
feel like we're on audio tree whenever this song ends. <laughs> I dig audio tree. That's such an awesome show. Where do all my friends go? I can't hear anyone. Like I just gotta turn on my creeper voice and reintroduce everyone. I don't know. Anyways, while the music was playing, I was informed that Creed is from Florida and I guess oh. I guess the New Jersey, Florida battle has been squashed. <laughs> I guess that ends it right there. That's that's done. Creed. Yes. God. I've also done a really bad job of representing Florida. And as it turns out, Bayara is not from Florida. They're actually from Georgia. So <laughs> I apologize. Uh, New Jersey wins again. Though we have a lot that I'm missing that I can't remember right now. I usually have it on lock. I don't know. I, I goofed. I totally skipped everything that's hardcore, apparently. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I try not to go too much with hardcore. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's not Although my cup. we have floor punch. Hmm? Although we have floor punch. All right. Can everyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. I have no clue. I fucked up my speakers and I wasn't able to hear anyone. Oh, okay, no. anyway. So we lost um, Eric. Eric had to say goodnight. Um, Do we cover that already? I don't know what just happened. <laughs> no, we, we're good. We're good? Okay. Oh, All right. We're so. good. All right, so thanks, Brandon. Thank you for coming on and um, letting us play your song and interviewing you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, if you still want to stick around, if you guys are still up to it, um, we still have our Ask Reddit side, or if anyone's still watching the show, um, we can have people. Oh, I ask know people questions. are watching still. I'm getting text messages. I see you on on the webcast thing right now. There's so <laughs> much lag. Oh, that song's cool. My phone's like blowing up. My phone's blown <laughs> in the side. I'm like, all right, cool. That's People are off and on tuning in. Awesome. It is beautiful. I dig it. I dig it. So then I guess we'll continue with some Ask Reddit. What will happen next is I will extend a question from Ask Reddit from um, to you guys. I will either cool. ask the entire group or I'll ask one person at a time. Um, we also have questions coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check this. We have questions coming in for from our question and answers. Um, I'll take that first since I own Sean. Um, Ali, can you let me pee on you next time, Sean? Actually, it's very, very, very funny. Just a quick side note. Um, I went on tour with um, Menopause last year, and they will actually be on the show in two weeks, um, Sean Kent from Menopause. It's nice. so, so weird how um, they got done... Three nationwide tours, and they're um, scum punk, and it's going to be very fun to have them on the show next. But so, I'm going to go on to Ask Reddit and pull some questions from here, and if anyone else has some questions that are watching from YouTube or Google+, just throw them in. We'll answer them for you. Um, here's one that I'll extend to everyone. Um, do you have any scars? I fell off my bike when I was seven, and I flipped over the handlebars, and I skid on my elbows, and there's a scar. I don't know if you can see it through the webcam, but there's a scar right here from where the scab never totally healed. We can see so, a I, I see some there, yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's also one on my knee that's a lot less visible where I was like 10, and I was doing hood rep stuff with my friend, and we were climbing <laughs> over this fence, yeah, and there was like three times all over this fence, and we had to be super careful getting over it. And I'm in shorts, I'm halfway over it. But this fence leads into someone's backyard. We were going to jump the fence again. We weren't trying to, like, mess with this person's house. We just had to cut through their backyard. But anyways, I'm halfway over this fence, and my friend goes, oh, shit, they're in their backyard. You got to go. So <laughs> me being stupid, I panic, and I try to go back over, but this thorn cuts into my thigh. And it just drags down as I come down. And I look down, and my leg's bleeding. And I just got this this long... It's about, like... It's, like, right by my knee. So depending on how I'm sitting, it gets, like, between, like, this big and, like, this wide. But anyways, I I have this thorn cut on my leg because my friend was a dick when I was little. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a bummer, dude. <laughs> Brandon, do you got any, any, any scars or anything? I have a scar on my hand. I don't know if you can see it. How'd you get that one? Uh, 
I reached in my friend's trunk to get a beach chair, and the beach chair cut me. Oh. That's it. That's that's no all. Good. That Did you wild. have someone kissing to make it feel better? No, <laughs> it just it just happened, and then and then that's it. Lincoln, what about you? Yeah. You got any scars? Uh, yeah, I've got way too many. Uh, most noticeable when I show you guys, if you can see on my hand, kind of on bridge of the finger area. Uh, my first job, I did sales and marketing for a gourmet wedding cake bakery, and even though I was sales and marketing. Um, I was the dude running the oven, and me being an idiot one time, we're trying to get like a rush order of like 500 cupcakes done for this veterans event, and I reach into the industrial oven to pull the cupcake rack out without having gloves on, and caught the side of my finger on the actual coil on the side and just scraped it along, got a nice little Ooh. burn scar there. So that was fun. If you're doing sales and marketing, don't ever let them push you behind an oven because it turns out bad. So, if you're in yeah. sales and marketing, you shouldn't be doing anything that's not sales no. or marketing related. No, dude. I did so much stuff there that I shouldn't have done. Like I was the dude like trying to go out and get advertising done and social media marketing and designing. They're like, oh, can you go wash the dishes and can you bake those cupcakes and can you clean the fridge and uh, get the coffee ready for our clients coming in and stuff and... Yeah, but yeah, most yeah, notice. It's most one thing being hands on, but that would be like me and you, like... man. <laughs> the thing is, no, no. Yeah. The problem is, is that you overachieved. You always want to undersell. That's when you exactly. down and you just look at them and say, "That's not in my pay grade," and then you just read a freaking comment. That's what so I did. Sunglasses target. on, walk away. Yeah, then I wouldn't have this burn. I'll I'll learn from that mistake. There you go. All right, Brandon, I got a question extended to you. What yeah. fictional universe would you live in? Oh, that's an easy question. Easy as hell. Lost. Okay. Oh. oh. So oh. lost. Oh, yeah. But would well, you be wait a minute. For? Hold on. Now, what's the reason? If you could pick any of them, you would pick in Lost? Yeah. Well, Lost is like a clusterfuck of... Madness Life. going on. Like you don't yeah. even know what's going on. I don't on. think you understand how special the island really is. <laughs> <laughs> the island it ship. made it made its own TV show to make you believe that it was fictional. <laughs> <laughs> it had to do damage control. <laughs> I don't think you understand the severity of my obsession with Lost. But see, here's the thing: if no, the island, no, if the no, island. No. Cared about us as much as it wanted want us to, then why would it give us the ending that it did? Because no, because the ending was awesome. All right, listen. All right, hold on, hold on one second, okay? I have watched Lost since the pilot episode, uh, all the way to the last episode, and then I recently rewatched it on Netflix, and I started. I haven't. Re I haven't. Finished a, a rewatch of it, but I did watch it from from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. The end was awesome. The end was the, the best part about the whole not, show. The end was no. not awesome. The end it was, was a cop out. No, the it wasn't, was really dude. Good. The, the end, end was fucking awesome. The last season, I don't think you understand Lost. Then what do you think what happened? Are you, what are you talking about? What do you think dude, happened? Dude, you could have predicted the end from the beginning. No, from the very beginning, you could have predicted. What do you the think end. happened then? 
Wait, hold on. Hold on one second. One second. I'm about to explain loss to you all. Brady, I, I know. I'm your, li- I, I'm your brain. But I don't – I think – I think we're all getting a little too full of ourselves for thinking that any of us really understand what happened. <laughs> I mean... All right, listen. No, we I all really know. understand what happened. It was explained. But no, we under, we know what happened. Well, it was fucking explained. explained. Okay, well, what happened then? That No one's answering that question. What do you well, think okay, happened? Okay, what, what happened? Like, like, what happened at the end? Did Jack really die, or were they all really dead? Or what's up with the separate timelines? Like no, I don't know. They were all dead. they were all dead, and they all spoiler they were all dead. They all came came to peace with themselves, and then they all just lived. I mean, it, it, no, they all went went, went no. to whatever universe they're they're going to go to. They were all in purgatory. Yes, they were. Yeah, they were in purgatory. No, dude, no, dude. You're no, how are they not in wrong. purgatory? They all because, sat down, dude, happy dude, with themselves, and then face to face. Hey, hold on. Just listen for one sec. Listen for all one right, sec, okay? All right, okay. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. I'm about to explain all to right. you. You can rewatch the last episode. Jack's dad, okay? Jack's dad, Christian Shepherd, explains it to him in the church. He said they all lived their own life, okay? You know how Hurley and uh, Hurley says to Ben in the last episode, he's like, we sure did have a good run, didn't we? That's because mm-hmm. they – all right. The church was created by them as a place that they could all meet up. After they died, yes. um, like they lived out their lives separately, okay? But yes. the reason why yeah. all of them in the church together is because that is the most important thing that they did with their lives. The most important time in their life was at the island, and it was together. So they all met up after they had died way later. The only person that was in purgatory was Ben because he said that he wasn't going to go into the church because he had some stuff that he had to figure out first. Um, The reason why Walt wasn't at the church is because being with them wasn't the best time, like most important part of his life. The most important part of his life probably comes afterwards uh, with a different group of people that we don't know yet because in the epilogue, because in the epilogue, uh, Hurl, it's like hinted that Hurley preps Walt to be the next Jacob. Well, the next Hurley, who was the next Jacob, um, protector of the island. Ben, Ben's most important time was with his daughter and then Rousseau because it shows like in the separate timeline where they don't crash. It shows. Um, uh, um, no, that's that's a different. That's a different thing entirely. But, yeah, but, but yeah, that's, thing. that's like that's like Ben's thing instead of like how. The Oceanic Six and like the survivors, how that was their most important time. Ben's most important time would be with his daughter, is what I'm saying. I'm not. No, like, it, could be. it could be, but he did like help run the island. I think it was just because he did so much fucked up shit in his life. True, and if you notice, I think like, that's why he was in purgatory. The purgatory thing, also that I think Ollie's doing is, I think the island also served as a sort of purgatory because if you notice, like almost everyone in there had something fucked up with him. Like, no one was a good person. But almost everyone, almost everyone who was shown in the church reformed in some way because of the island. Um, well, I don't think that the island... The island was a real place that existed. It wasn't yeah. like a mythological place in the show I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was its own place that moved around. I know it sounds crazy, so then, if that was the case, if that if it was it was its own place, then why, then why did the church even exist then? No, stop. Then why because what? The church, because the church is like heaven, sort of. 
Yeah, church, yeah, no, no, no. Churches, church churches have been for all intents and purposes. When you see the church, it is everyone dead. That, yeah. that by the time they yeah, are, yeah, yeah. when they go into the church, they're all dead. That is where they have chosen yeah, to so meet. Yeah, so it's up. like, all right, dude, dude. Imagine if it was like us, okay? If we were the group of people that got on the island, okay? Um, There's like, a lot of and I die tomorrow. Let's say I die tomorrow. You live for another sixty years. You live for another seventy. You live for another forty. It doesn't matter because whenever oh, you die, no, 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 that's no, where I you're gonna go. All the, right, that's fine. But we'll remember the, after that, that's where you go is the church, you know? So they all lived their okay. life after the island, but whatever they did after the island was irrelevant. Yeah. Maybe I do have to walk, because, walk watch again. Maybe, maybe I just really didn't know. Not not, not maybe. I yeah, don't dude, have I, a proper I, past. So it's I'm like a firm believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think, yeah, yeah. Just watch it. Watch, yeah, I need yeah. to watch it. All right. I love um, we have a question coming in from Ryan Snyder. Snyder? Cider? Cider? Ryan Cider? You guys know him? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the I new babe. Who, I don't know who he's directed to, but he's saying, what's the local band you recommend to people before any other band? We'll start with Lincoln this time. Um, I'm from the desert of Southern California, and uh, real good guys, uh, pretty popular in their own scene as it is, but already... It's somebody who I try to recommend just as a local band. Uh, Forever Came Calling uh, from 29 Palms, California. Um, I'm out of Apple Valley, which is about 20 minutes west of them. Uh, real, real solid up-and-coming pop-punk band. Pure Noise Records. Got a new album dropping in September. Uh, some of the most genuine good dudes out there with a lot of good musicianship background behind them. Uh, they know how to layer their music. They know how to songwriting, they, they got their instruments, they got their vocals, everything down. Um, I, I try and recommend them. Um, along with that, there's another band out here called Two Humans, which is more of an indie pop band. Um, they occasionally bring out a stand-up bass. Um, they got some trippy psych rock stuff mixed in with their sound. Um, real good young dudes trying to do something good for the scene. Uh, the guitarist, Ace, has always done a lot for the scene up here, trying to get new venues open, finding houses for people to play in, finding RV garages for people to play in. And uh, they just put out good music, too, and it's a little bit of a different genre than most of the people up here listen to because High Desert Scene is dominated mostly by metalcore. Um, not the good metalcore, more like what Brandon was saying, like the hair metalcore type of stuff. A lot of guitar, a lot of weirdness, rap going on. So I try and throw out two humans as well as kind of a balance um, to expand genres out there. Good sound, good dudes, good music, a little bit out of everybody's range for the local area. Two humans forever came calling. Recommend both those dudes. You can find them both on Spotify. So. Tony, what's your local band that you would recommend before any other band? All right. Here's the thing, because I live in the Florida Panhandle, and you can go to any 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 online. It's forum. always a thing with you. It's always a thing. <laughs> the, the, oh man, I live it's in the. Tell us the thing, Tony. All right, so similar to Lincoln, we have a lot of really crappy metalcore bands, but instead of them being hair bands, they look like like most of them have members who look like they belong in Supergrass. Like they look. <laughs> They have, like, male pattern baldness going on. They're just playing really shitty core. Um, it's whatever. I'm not even going to get into it. Anyways, there's this band from um, 
I'm gonna name two bands from Mississippi. Um, one of them's called Enjoy the Weather. They're an indie punk band. They're just playing really good, really solid, loud rock and roll music. They're playing um, South by So What. I don't know when that is, but everyone knows what South by So What is. I'm gonna assume. Yeah. Um, another one is the Castoffs, and I went to school with a couple of the guys in there, and they're kind of like a re- the em- they're kind of like an emo revival band as much as I hate using that term. That's really what they sound like. They got a lot of really twinkly stuff going on, but I mean, they only have a, a two-song EP out, but it sounds really nice. It's really clean. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on. They have like bells in there, and I don't know. It's a lot better than something you'd expect from like a done in a bedroom emo band, you know? Makes sense. Nice. Brandon, what are you, who who are you recommending to anyone that's trying to get into a local band? Um, well, it's like uh, I got like a lot of bands that I like to recommend, but the first one that I usually recommend is actually uh this guy Jeff that lives by us. He um. I know, I know Jeff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know Jeff, yeah. Too. Jeff Ritchie. Uh, he goes under the name J E Double F, and he's a he's a I hate to say rapper because he's so much like more than that. He like makes his own everything, records it himself, writes it himself, plays it himself, and he books tours by himself. Like he just does everything himself, and uh, it's just like everything that he has is very very impressive. So I like to show that to people to rep my area um, and then like not really from my area but just like other bands and stuff uh, like Black Seas, Every Wound and um, Morning, Band Down the Hatches even though they have Band. the most horrible name. Band Down the Hatches is rad. I like those names. Nah, dudes. Band Down the Hatches, I love their name because it's just like synonymous with like any other pop punk band. Yeah. Yeah, I, hate I, that. I, I think it fits. I think it fits. I think it fits. Like, like there are other ones that are just like, man, we're pop punk, and this is our title. And it's totally predictable. But band down the hatch is kind of like, I don't know. It, it it works for them. It works for them. At least for for me. I feel like uh-huh. they have a pop punk yeah, name. Yeah, that's cool. Make a reference to like something on the road. It has to be yeah. urban in some way. See, the huge thing that I'm seeing, at least from the Defend Pop Pop Punk group, which I don't think that, that that's a proper thing to pull from, <laughs> there there are a lot of bands that are just pulling from their favorite band's titles. Home for Fall, right there. I've seen those dudes around a lot lately, and I was like, ah, it seems a little soon to be pulling a uh, Real Friends reference. Yeah, right? Like... Even Wait, no, don't, don't bullshit. I swear to God, it's from a Real Friends title and they're yes. already a band? It's a That's Real Friends cool. song and it's their home for fall. So, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, a little cringeworthy. I mean, Real Friends in itself are cringeworthy. See, here's my whole issue with Real Friends. They literally studied, I swear to God, they studied pop punk. They wrote a guide as to what works. They wrote lyrics as to what works for all of pop pop punk they took like every bit of instrumental for format from pop punk mm-hmm. combined them 
and became every other pop punk band. Like I listened yep. to to the one song that they just put out. Um, I don't love you anymore. That sounds like Wonder Years. I don't love you anymore. It was so yep. cliche, and it was like cliche from like an '80s standpoint. Yeah, that it was just so. It, it was it was '80s lyrics sent to a pop punk tone, yep. and it was just so unoriginal. It was just so bad, and I just see everyone just like slapping on the knob, and I'm just like. You're like, oh, I love it, and I'm like, uh, really, you guys? And, and, you I, under, and I understand the, the kids right for now? loving it because, because they're because you, for fans of pop punk, Real Friends is is your bread and butter, because yeah. it encompasses everything that that pop punk is. Which mm-hmm. I enjoy pop punk, and if it was an instrumental, I'd be like, all right, I can tap my foot to this. But from yeah. a lyrical standpoint, you have bands like Man Overboard that's able to um, bring a, bring across um, heartache, that's able to bring bring across on um, the point of I'm missing you. Fresh mm-hmm. in every every song that they write. Exactly. Because what pop punk is, at least in a lot of other like like mainstream bands, is that it's all about like oh, I'm sad, oh I'm emo, but set to like a punk pop tone. Yeah. And, and the Wonder Years are able to to bring across um pain and emotion very well. Literally, oh yes. Dan, Dan just how to, how to craft yeah. down. I think what but real friends is just like pulling from everyone, and it's just so generic. Yeah, yeah well, they're smart, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sells. I mean, I think everybody sell. knows that, but you all, like, but everyone like still like listens to them, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. Why, they, why not? I, 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 mean, I would I, rather I, just pull like a random band out of the air and then just put that on than just like the most cliche like like it would be as if you're watching a bad romantic co- comedy. Romantic comedies have the same dynamic movie mm-hmm. by movie by movie but it takes a certain type of movie that's able to portray that in a fresh take. 500 days Yeah, no, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you put a fresh song. take you put a fresh take on a frequent topic and if you're able to, to do that well then it's fantastic. You're, you're recycling the material that you already know. What I but think, literally, with with real friends, you're recycling fucking everything, including your own title. I mean, including your your own lyrics, which I find just to be bizarre. Well, what happened is, is we pop punk when it kind of resurged, I guess, and you had like the pop punk's not dead tour, like around that area. Yeah. Like we had, like the the big three were like Man Overboard and the Wonder Years and Transit. Which were all bands that were inspired by like early two thousands emo bands. Like they had a lot of they had a lot of um movie life and I'm really blanking on Dude, the, all the, those bands get influences get a, from like oh. North Star, Get Up Kids, Saves the Day and Lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Lifetime you get really introspective lyrics. You get these really introspective, like really like like very detailed, very like specific lyrics, like you get the Wonder Years pretty much talking about what they did that day, and then you get Man Overboard trying to like look back on things. And then you get the story so far, which kind of does the same thing, but they kind of were one of the first bands to get big off of kind of the wave of the Wonder Years and Transit. Like those were their influences, but what they did was they had a bunch of breakup songs. So you get all this introspection where you're like, okay, I'm kind of not happy with myself, but let me better that. You get the depression of that mixed with all this breakup stuff, and you get all these people trying to mix those two things, 
and they end up coming out really cliche and really recycled, like, oh, hey, I'm really sad, I hate myself because this girl doesn't like me. And that's what we're getting a lot of, and it's really Well, depressing. see, here's the thing with, with the story so far is that they were very anti-girl. They weren't like, oh, oh yes. I hate me. Yeah. It was, I fucking that, hate you. Which is you. what I'm saying. Like, they had a lot of breakup stuff, but they were also very anti-girl. So you get the, the self-loathing introspection mixed with the girl troubles. Which is pretty much any genre that you look at. I mean, like, if you're not a band that's, like, One Direction that's singing about loving a girl, you're a boy band that's talking about leaving a girl, having a girl leave you, like, like insane. It doesn't have to be like that. I mean, look at, like, fucking Weezer. The Blue Album was all because a girl broke up with Rivers. No, that Rivers is not no longer in love with the girl and literally presented her with the Blue Album and walked away. Pinnacle 90s album. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, like, the topic of breaking up is nothing that no one is 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 unfamiliar with. Maybe we it's, should. It's, 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 yeah, but you board. gotta you gotta take that. You can't just come out and be like, "I'm sad because of this breakup." You know, it's just so boring that way. It is boring, but see, I mean, it's like it's almost unlistened to. But see, at, yeah. at least in my opinion, that that's where the story so far had gotten their their niche was. There weren't a lot of people that were just like power breakup songs. Like, 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 you were able to punch your way through walls and buildings with Under Soil and Dirt. They're the Adele of Not, not, not a, not a <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but, there, but there weren't a lot of bands at the time that were doing, like, power breakup songs. It was just more like, oh, I hate you. But, like, the one years just, I mean, not the one years now, I'm sorry so far, is more like, I will fucking hit you with a brick. I'm sad. Yeah, they got angry about it. So yeah. it little, and there weren't a lot of, lot of bands that, that were doing that within the pop punk genre. At least as far yeah. as I knew. I'm very, I'm still fresh to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, but that's my take on it. So we do have another, another question yeah. from Becca Lauren Bates. Oh, um, I know her. We'll go to Brandon. What was the first show you've ever been to, and is it one thing? And what is one thing you remember from it? Uh, it was a concert, and I couldn't have been older than seven years old, and it was Santana, and the only thing I remember is that being so loud, and I hated it, and I wanted to leave. <laughs> well, let's go to the first That's enjoyable it. show. The first enjoyable show you've been, been to, and what was the one thing you pulled from it? Uh, I don't remember it. It was uh, sometime from whenever I was around, like, 11 or 12, and then it was just a bunch of random shows after that, and then, I don't know, and then just steady show going. Is there, I don't is really there a favorite show from, from from your youth that you remember? Um. Yeah, it was uh, I get yeah, it's my youth. I was in high school, and it was at a, a fire hall, and this girl took like a uh, I think it was a it was some kind of like pole. I think it was like a pole to a fence. She smacked some girl across the face with it. It was so funny. <laughs> that it was so weird. fucking funny. <laughs> Do you remember where that was at? Yeah, it was at Summers Point. It was at Summers Point Fire Hall. Really? That's why they don't have shows there. That's why they don't have shows there no more. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Tony, what was your first show, and what do you remember from it? 
Um, all right. First concert I ever went to was Aaron Carter when I was seven, and I remember That's I wore tight. sandals. I was That's the tight. biggest weeb at that concert. <laughs> I I sat there. It was arena seats. Everyone was standing up though. Everyone was jamming to Aaron Carter, but I was like, nah. I'm just gonna sit down and enjoy this because. I don't want to stand. I don't want to do anything. And I sat there, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed it so much. It was so cool. Aaron Carter was so cool to me when I was seven. But I just sat there and I watched it, and I was perfectly content being a stick in the mud. But I mean, I wore sandals, like not like flip flop sandals, like like brown, like monk's shoes sandals. Like I don't know what I was wearing. Mandals. The show. Yeah, we wore mandals going. So. Whatever, but um, I don't really like counting that as my first show. Like the first show, I'll actually count that wasn't like freaking country singers at. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're laughing because I've seen country singers. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I saw Blake Shelton one time for free. The dude from The Voice. Um, but whatever. First show I ever saw was um Taking Back Sunday, on um 420 in 2012. That was a pretty cool show. Um, I traded picks with John Nolan. That was pretty mentionable, I guess. I don't know. I don't have good show stories. That's all right. Lincoln, do you Lincoln. have a story? Um, well, I can start with someone I was young, and then I'll get into one that I can actually remember. Um, back when I was like six or seven, my dad was the official graphic designer photographer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I used to get drug along side stage Chili Pepper shows when I was like six, seven, eight, right when John Frusciante got back in the band. And like, only thing I remember about those shows back then is like taking photos and like flee their bass player and come to the side of the stage and he'd just like moon us while we were taking pictures of him. <laughs> but uh, the first show I can vividly remember is back in like 2011. There's a place out in the desert called Pioneer Town Palace, and uh, Sky Saxon and the Seeds had just passed away. And Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins got together a tribute band called Spirits in the Sky with Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction, um, the new drummer. There was the young guy who was in Smashing Pumpkins, Mike, who was like 19, and he was the drummer for Smashing Pumpkins, and the guys from Strawberry Alarm Clock. And they did a Seeds tribute show out there, middle of the desert, literally 500 people shoved in like somebody's backyard at this little hole-in-the-wall taco shack. Um... There's a lot of weird people out there. Gave a real cool vibe. Real good show at the front of the stage. They played a bunch of uh, new Smashing Pumpkin songs from. It was right before that whatever gigantic album they're releasing, Oceana, came out. It was right before that, and um, it was cool. Dave Navarro didn't show up for sound check. Pulled up in like a brand new Ferrari. Played. Got off the stage, walked off with, like, three girls, didn't hang out with anybody after the show, drove off while Billy Corgan's chilling with everybody. But it was pretty cool rad out in the middle of the desert show with some cool dudes. It was a nice little nice little setup. That sounds awesome. That's yeah, cool. it was rad. It was rad. All right, I mean, story doesn't mean anything now, I guess. Uh, that was a really good story. I'm really <laughs> glad you went last. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to give mine. I mean, I, I, I want to say that my, my first one was The Used back in 2007, awesome. I want to say. Ooh, so when, like, Bird and the Worm was popular then. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I first started getting into The Used maybe a year before that, and that was before I even knew, like, concerts were a thing. <laughs> nice. However, 
to give props to my mother, I remember listening to Radio Disney at like maybe seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. and we won tickets to go see the Baja Men in Philadelphia. Yeah, the Baja Men. And we saw the Baja Men, and I wish that I could remember what happened, but the only thing that I do remember was walking past a mentally disabled girl with drool coming down her face. I don't remember anything from, from the That's show. That's the only thing you remember. That's the only thing I remember. Oh, man. You don't even remember who let the dogs out? I don't even fucking remember who let the, the, the dogs out. But Wait, I, remember, I saw the, 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 the Baja Men first. Shout out to my mother for taking me to the show because we won free tickets, but I don't remember any of the show. <laughs> but I do remember seeing the used in 2007. It was the first time I had crowd surfed during um, Pretty Handsome Awkward. Good choice. And I thought it was I was I thought it was so so cool. It was during my my scene phase. I had my My Chemical Romance um fingerless gloves, my Hot Topic, um, thumb hoodie with with the the thumb in his sleeve. <laughs> it was bad, but it was fun. So um next question we're gonna go to the group. We'll we'll go with Tony first. What is the most unattractive thing a girl could do? Oh shoot. Um, yo, if you're white, you gotta stop saying Chica. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I, re- I remember Alan was telling me that maybe two, right. two, three weeks ago, and I made it a point to say Chica, and you did not react, and I was so mad. No, because I get too mad about that. I knew this girl. Her name was Alessia Briggs. I have no fear using her name, because I don't think she's smart enough to figure out how to use this. Alessia <laughs> Briggs. Nah, she's very book smart. Like I think, well, that's good. I think she was in the running for valedictorian, which isn't saying much because my graduating class was only fifteen. But anyways, she was not a very smart person. Once you got past like book smarts, mm. and she's really ditzy. And every time she sees a girl, she's like. Hey, Chica! She's that girl. Oh, God. See, I can see where you hate from that word comes from then. And I'm just like, why are you saying this? And then you you see all the Facebook comments where it's like, Oh, hey, girly! Oh, hey, Chica! And you're just like, stop doing that. <laughs> I don't understand what... I mean, I don't care. Just stop saying Chica. Brandon, what could be the most unattractive thing a girl could do? Um, yeah, I don't really have, like, an answer for that. Everybody's different, you know? Yeah, man. That's, I don't know. That's very true. Uh, nothing really, like, you know, nothing pisses me off. Like, like, I get pissed off, you know? But, like, nothing's, like, ruins somebody's... Nothing's so bad that it, like, just ruins my appearance. Like, my just image ruined of that, my you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 so I don't, I don't really have an answer for that question. I don't think. Lincoln, cool. you got anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is one that I don't know. Lincoln. I can relate to just like dudes and chicks, but especially a turn off with chicks. Um, I come from a straight edge background. Um, I was raised straight edge. My dad w- used to have offers to work for Discord Records. Was friends with Ian McCabe, Fugazi, Minor Threat. Uh, just raised as a straight edge thing, and I've always kind of had a thing against alcohol, against drugs type of thing. Not like, I hate you because of that, but just like, eh, it doesn't, doesn't want to be something I want to be associated with. And the one thing that really bugs me, especially in my local area, 
with girls, like being on Facebook, being on Instagram, being on Twitter, is like chicks who five times a day post pictures of them, oh, hitting the bong, post pictures of them five times a day, like, oh, look, weed life, oh, look, it's 420, stoner time. Just like embracing the stoner culture too much to a point (laughs) where it's just annoying because all they talk about, all you see on Facebook is, oh, look at these sweet nugs, oh, look at my new pipe. Look at the colors. Yeah, it's, it's, who it's, who do you have friends with on social media? Dude, like, <laughs> I, I live in the desert. I live Reading in the is desert. judging. <laughs> not judging. Gosh, no. <laughs> They're not people that I'm, like, personally friends with. Um, I do a lot of social media stuff, um, just in general promotion of businesses and stuff like that. So at one point, I built up a really large friend group on Facebook, just in local population of the area and the market we were trying to target. And just seeing some of the people on there and some of the stuff they do, and it's like that whole super embracing the weed culture thing. Like, no, if you're doing that and you're trying to talk to me, like, hey, I want your phone number, let's text. Hell no, I'm not giving you my phone number. It's not gonna happen. Just yeah, text. no, it's completely obnoxious because like there, there, I know friends that are complete. I don't want to say the word stoner, but but like they're they're highly involved in the cannabis community that uh-huh. that 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 don't. Post that. They don't talk about anything else. Like it's. Yeah, like a girl or like anybody, they'll just be like, "Oh my god, we eat all day." Yeah. And, and shit just like would not make sense. I remember my <laughs> one of my ex girl girlfriends. I had um. I was maybe sixteen at the time, and had known nothing of weed, and she started just started smoking weed out of nowhere, and that was the only thing that she would t- talk about. She like just got mm-hmm. completely obsessed with it. Yep. And it made no sense whatsoever because, because like she was a normal individual, and all of a sudden cannabis came into her life, and it's just like, read, 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 read. Yep. <laughs> I've seen it happen. It's weird. So like, I'm totally down with the people who I've got lots of friends to do it, and it's like cool if you're gonna do it, and occasional posts there, here and there, whatever. Just like, like any other factor in your life, if school, don't work, let it whatever. encompass your life. Yeah, don't let it encompass your life. Exactly. Yeah. Don't I let mean, it be the only thing you focus on. I know I know a lot of people who smoke. I think I think it's all right for you to let people know that you do. But if you're like, oh hey man, I'm so stoned. Every time you smoke, like every time you take a puff, if you have to brag about how stoned you're getting, I think you're just doing it wrong. But I mean, yeah. wanna if you if you let people know you do, that's a that's a cool thing because I mean, if I'm ever hanging out with you and you just randomly light up, like I I I want to know that you smoke. I don't want to be like whoa whoa man whoa okay I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But I think and I think that's mostly a taboo thing because I wouldn't really expect that from alcohol, but. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, I don't think it's a taboo thing, but, like, if you post about one certain thing all the time, it's just, it's oh, just yeah. annoying. It's obnoxious. Yeah, people, like, yeah I, I mean, with anything. That, but, I mean, like, some people... Exactly. So, it's, 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 it's not that, that, like, people that, like, just post weed. It's people that post, like, oh, my God, look at my fucking dog every five seconds. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. No, 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 I'm definitely... It's, it's an obsession that, that drives people insane. Yeah. But to, to, to push on, to push on. Um, Alex North actually asked the, this question. I wasn't originally going to ask for it, but I have four people oh, actually asking for this question. Oh, no. I'm what scared. is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? And I thought about, about my answer, which means that if I did, I'm assuming that you guys have two. Brink. Yeah. Brink or Hocus Pocus? Really? Hocus Pocus. Oh, that is a cool That's Disney, right? Yeah. 
Holly Wingtown or Alley Cat Strike? Alley Cat Strike. Thank you so much, because that is what I was th- th- thinking of. I'm going to go Smart go. House. Smart House was actually pretty cool. Okay. I dug like that. that. That song that they play at the house party where it's like, slam dunk to the phone. Uh, that song <laughs> always gets stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, it's too, too funny. What was it? They're, they're actually going to make a sequel yeah. to Hocus Pocus. They announced it maybe two weeks ago. Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hocus Pocus That's 2 will be coming out. And it's so funny. Like, like I, I'm, I'm 90% sure it was a... Disney Channel original movie. Um, yeah, it was a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, and it, and it became such a cult classic. Yeah, I mean, it did. Excuse me. Halloween Town would be like one of those um, obligational movies that they were played during the Halloween season. But Hocus yep. Pocus became a staple that, mm-hmm. that, that you watched during the, the Halloween season. Yeah. Dude, I love Hocus Pocus. It's so good. I've actually never seen it. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, I... Somebody needs to sit you down and watch some Hocus Pocus, man. I, I guess so. You I have stoked on it. I have a Friday <laughs> the 13th. I have a Friday the 13th tattoo of a black cat, and like it's it's arched up, like its hair is coming off its back and everything. But in between the legs, I have the number 13 because it's like a Friday the 13th, whatever. Uh-huh. Anyways, I named this black cat Thackeray Binks. So that's my nice. little. Thing, I guess. Nice. I probably like the lamest Disney movie. Have you guys ever seen Blank Check? Is oh that my the fucking god! The... Wow, really? Wait, that, that was actually. Yeah. Now that yeah. I'm rethinking of it, that was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Like what I movie? forgot Blank Check. I forgot it was a Disney movie. I just had I to do it on my phone, and I was like, "Oh man, I think Blank Check's a Disney movie." That movie was rad. Like, I wanted to be that kid when I was young. Like, that kid with all that money, do whatever the heck he wanted. Like, when we were all, like, under the age of 10, we were like, yeah, we want to do all that stuff. It was a pretty rad movie. Not just all the rad stuff going on, but it actually had a decent storyline, decent acting. It it was a pretty decent movie. Is that the one where the the bike that gets hit, and then the dude, like, gives him a check, but he doesn't put the money on Yeah. and then like and he it, makes that fake like office thing where it yeah. just happens yep. to be some like crime dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. one of the bad guys on there, his name was Juice. I always remembered that. Yeah. Juice. <laughs> that was like Sinbad. <laughs> yep. Juice. Oh man. <laughs> Sinbad. Sinbad was was a pinnacle actor from 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 the nineties. I'm so mad that he's not prevalent today. Yeah. I want him to bring back his character from Good Burger. Yes. Oh, good wow. burger. I actually don't remember good, good burger. I saw it once. Oh well, he's some like huge black pride guy. Like yep. he wears like seventies clothes with peace signs and fists on them. He looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's so weird because Sinbad only plays character roles. Like he can't ever play anything like like normal. He can only do like no. an extreme character. Yes, he, he has to be way out there always. Way out there, and it's yeah. and his comedic act isn't even that like. Raunchy or bad, like he's one of those, those like African American actors, or um. Hold on one second. For sure. <laughs> Brandon, you were asleep. I'm not asleep. Oh, I'm tired. Nigga, nigga, I'm you were asleep. asleep. Yeah, I think <laughs> all of us are getting kind of sleepy. What right. time is it? Yeah, it's almost one o'clock here. It's like two, three, guys. 
It's only 10.55 here. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, Lincoln. West Coast time. West Coast time. Actually, yeah. no, I think I am going to call call here because this is probably one of the longer ones that we've had on um, Babe yeah. Talk. Yeah. But this is probably one of the most fun that we've had as a group, though, having Brandon on the show. Oh, yeah. Brandon was an awesome addition tonight. Dude made the show, for sure. And then Cheryl sharing his music, too. I'm, I'm glad that everything's working out for you with, with, with Jinwar, because it is taking off in a fantastic way. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Dude, absolutely. I'm, really I'm fucking excited, excited to see the, f- the future of it. If you ever want me to shoot a show, I'll, I will be there. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, keep up the good work. You guys are killing it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so Definitely much. Take notice. But with the ass kissing, I think we will actually end the show here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. All right, guys. It was fun. We'll see each other next yep. week. Sounds Peace. good. All right. Night, guys. Peace.